Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations, the show where we ask children quick, fun, and thought-provoking questions to develop their creativity, critical thinking, and many other key skills in just a few minutes every day. Hi, my name's Kevin, founder of Kid Coach and dad of two kids. As a parent, I was always wondering if I was doing enough with my children. So I started writing questions for them that were quick and fun to talk about, but also built key 21st century skills I knew they would need. When I shared the questions with other parents, they loved how it launched more meaningful conversations at home and the Kid Coach app was born. Turns out that this approach is perfect for parents of six to 12 year olds who want to be more hands-on in their children's development and for those seeking conversations to get their kids talking and thinking, but who only have five minutes a day to do so. So if that's you, then stay tuned because you're about to hear exactly how it works. In these episodes, my team and I will be asking lots of different children questions straight from the Kid Coach app, and you'll see how we can build the skills that matter the most simply through conversation. This week, we spoke with Anita, age 12, about language and how we name things. Etymology can be fascinating, and so we discussed how we should name new things, renaming old things, and the origin of name creation itself. So, Anita, recently there's been a lot of new named things come out. Uh, With COVID, we've had Delta variants, Omicron variants, and all these kind of different things. And we've used the Greek alphabet to name them. Uh, And scientists have been labeling them as, you know, B.1.1.7 as a different kind of strain. So just hang on. How do we name new things? How should we and how do we give things names and where do they come from? Well, I think in terms of how you make names, it should be based on how they are. Like you could use adjectives or like different, like, and just take the left, maybe the first letters from it or something that actually has to do with what you're trying to name to try and make it like memorable instead of having too many like numbers to remember and um, things. Like you can add numbers on if that that name's quite common, but just something to actually, um, so that you can tell what you're talking about. So how would you rename, say a bird? What would you call a bird if you wanted to rename it? Um, Probably like, a wing flapper or something because it has wings and it flaps them just to identify it better. And maybe a a dog. How would you rename a dog? Um, a barker because it barks. A barker. <laughs> and a frog. Let's go with a frog. Um. Green hopper. Green hopper. <laughs> <laughs> these these names that we've got are descriptive. They let us know what we're going into before we get to them, which is interesting because do you know the origin of the word humans or human? Um, no. So human comes from the word homo sapien, which is Latin, which itself is derived from words meaning wise or astute 
So when naming themselves, early humans in the Latin terms went, what are humans like? Oh, they're wise and clever. We're very, we're very smart. So we're going to be called smart things. And then we took that language and made humans from Homo sapiens and derived it from what they originally had. So we've actually been doing that as a system for a while. So why don't we adapt it? Why don't we make that how we do things now? Because a lot of animals are derived from Latin descriptive words. So why aren't we calling them flappy things or barkers or greenhoppers? Maybe it's because of like an origin. So maybe it's just like a, um, like almost like a tradition that people have gone by since a very long time ago. So I think once we found something like a system of naming things, we've just gone by it using Latin or Greek. People have been finding new things all the time. People are always finding new stuff and having to name it. A bunch of planets that people find are named things like CZX17426363C Giant, uh, which is really complex and annoying to remember and kind of silly. Why aren't they naming them things like Mega Titan or Red Star? You know, why, why, why are we giving them these code names? Maybe it's to give it like its own importance. Like it's a name that it could be easily forgotten, but at the same time, it's because it's so complex. So it kind of makes that planet special in its own way because it's got a name that not anyone can just like make. Maybe it's because like it's really, really complex. If you could go through and name things differently, would you? Would you change the names to Barkers and Greenhoppers and and uh, Wing Flappers? Or would you keep them how they are because of tradition? Um, I think I would change them because it just makes everything generally easier. But, I mean, every word came from a word, so it seemed really like complex at the same time. Language is really really annoying and confusing yeah there's another way in terms of naming us then as people because you know names are really important why do you think we put so much value in our names so dom or anita why why is that so important to us why couldn't we be called you know hello i am tall brown hair blue eye human (laughs) (laughs) um i think because our name makes us unique and it kind of like it's the name that we have to live with for the rest of our well I mean you could change your name but essentially it's like the name that you live with um throughout your life so you want um a special name to make you unique and is that uniqueness really important to us and should that extend to other things we name like planets or COVID variants um I think so yeah to give everything its own kind of like bubble. So then do we differentiate again between humans and animals because we've got us and our names and then we have, you know, birds slash wing flappers. Do we want to name them like say, this this species are called Steve's? 
I mean, I guess we could. But <laughs> I think that, like, the all of our names are like prob- like most likely from Latin and Greek as well. So I think it's just like kind of it is tradition, but it's also like because your name is your name is also special to you. Like there are going to be other people out there with the same name as you, but um, it still makes you special because it's your name. What is quite interesting about names is that we give some things names to make them unique and some things to classify them. So we've classified planets and animals by scientific names or by Latin origins, but we give humans unique names. We also give some buildings unique names as well, like Madison Square Garden or The Shard. What deserves a unique name and what deserves a classification name? Um, I think something in which there are many different like types um, of needs one like main name to go by and then you can like give the different types of it like its own name with that main name as well. Um, pandas like no bears they're like polar bears and then like brown bears and all the different types but that one big name is what you put all the different bears under whereas like um I think it goes back to like importance like special buildings that are really tall or have some kind of importance because they're the biggest or the shiniest and um, that's when they get their own kind of special name and there's a lot of importance in tradition in names do you think that tradition in terms of our naming conventions should stay for people because you said you'd happily change animal names to make them easier to understand or to be introduced to you do you think humans deserve to keep their traditions or do you think humans deserve a revamp in our names I mean, I think it's personal choice because I don't, there are a lot of like people who are similar in ways if we're like having descriptive names because there are loads of people with brown hair and blue eyes or brown hair and green eyes. So it doesn't make your name as unique. But in terms of identifying something that you're not, it would be easier to like have a name that. Mm you know it's like if you've never seen a frog before but you know it's a green poppy thingy when you see one you're going to think that's most likely a frog yeah that that does make sense there's something interesting about uh, surnames that i've found quite interesting you know how say there's a surname smith or stone or uh walker Funnily enough, those names are actually not names that were made up to be unique and creative. Those names are actually derived from jobs in the past. So someone with the last name Smith, they might have been a family of blacksmiths. Uh, someone who was last name Stone might have been a carpenter or worked in a mine. Someone who was a walker might have been a wanderer or a traveller. 
why why did that happen? Why did why didn't those names become our surnames just because of what job we did? I think it's like with my original idea trying to like identify what they do. Mm. So if someone's surname is Walker and you're living like back in time, you'll know what they are or what they do. Um so it's kind of like how to identify people, but you don't really need to do that as much anymore. So you would use their surname, which would be their job name, to identify who they were as well as their first name. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's very interesting to think about because a lot of names come from other things and you can kind of track how people thought about things based on their name. And it's it's a fun way to look at new things. So when you find the name of something new, try and find where that might have come from. And you might be able to see what people were thinking about it. Because, you know, we, we were named for being super smart and super wise back in the day. But, you know, maybe not all of us are super smart and super wise. So maybe we should have different names. <laughs> do you think that needs to be updated? Do you think humans deserve a new origin of their names? Or do you think us being smart or being wise is one of our most important traits. I mean, we're not all... I'd not necessarily say we're not smart at all, but, like, like the name that kind of accept everyone's different like values and stuff so what do you think the most important trait of a human being is that we might want to take our derivation from um i mean no human being is the same like we would want it to be like kind and stuff but it's kind of sad to say that not everyone's like that but if you make it that maybe people would try and be more human. So if we call ourselves like kinders or kindens, do you think that would encourage people based on their name to be more like that? Yeah. That's that's a concept actually called nominative determination. And I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, But when you give something a name or someone a name or maybe a nickname, it makes them act more like that. Like if you name someone uh, Hercules, they are more likely to end up being a strong person based on what they drive themselves to be. Or if you name someone as Rose, they might be kind of nice and gentle and like the flower. And do you think do you think that's a real thing? Um. Yeah, I do because if someone's nickname is like to be mean, they're obviously going to think that's who they are. But then they might, some people might want to change that so that it could be like some kind of reverse psychology thing, but it doesn't always work. No, it doesn't always work, but it's good to have in the back of the head that names can be so important. And I guess one final little sign-off question. If you could change your name, would you do it? No. You like your name? 
Yeah. Is there anything about your name that you really like? Is there maybe a meaning behind it? Is it derived from someone else, like maybe a, a, a grandmother or something? Um, no. Or is it but, just who you are? Yeah, I think because that's what my parents chose for me. And it's not like what more what, like a common name. It's not really a name that I've heard before, so I think it's interesting. So there you have it. What a great conversation that was, filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment, during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, consider taking a minute to leave us a review. We want to help to inspire as many parents as possible to have these kind of meaningful chats with their kids, and it would mean the world to us if you could give us some feedback. If you could give us a thumbs up or a comment wherever you normally find your podcasts, it'll help us reach more people and improve the show going forward. Thank you for listening.